Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Bass fishing is going hot and heavy now. I've been watching Facebook pretty close over the last few weeks. Been a lot of big bass caught around the lakes, particularly. I'm only an hour from Lake of the Ozarks, and I watch it pretty close. And I've seen lots of big bass come out of there over the winter. And, of course, now we're up into springtime, and guys are catching bass off the nest and just having a big time. And I haven't really got to go bass fishing yet. I've been too busy doing podcasts, you know, but having a great time. But I got with me today the Miser Gang. These guys are from House Springs, Missouri. Her dad is Rob Miser, and there's Jack, who's 14, and Blake, who's 10. And I've followed these guys over the last year, and they've had a, an incredible start to their bass fishing career. I want to congratulate you guys again, uh, Jack and Blake, and, of course, Dad, for kind of being a, a coach. I know he doesn't get much credit. You boys get the limelight all the time, but you guys were the Mobius uh, Youth State uh, Champions last year for 2022, and you started out with a bang this year. You guys still all excited about bass fishing? Yep. Yep. Never going to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good thing to hear. Of course, uh, Rob, you and I have talked about this many times. We talk about the the kids and how great it is that, you know, to get kids into the outdoors and get them started young when it comes to fishing. And, you know, I I haven't really seen a kid yet that just absolutely did not like fishing. But your young guys have got a great advantage having you as a pop and and got the bass boat and a love for the fishing just like they do. But, uh, I probably asked you this before, but it never hurts to repeat information. How old were these guys when you got them started fishing? Probably about the time when they when they were old enough and big enough to hold a fishing pole, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can imagine that. But, you know, fishing for bluegill and fishing for bass is quite uh, two different activities because, you know, all of us grew up uh, with a few worms and a cork. And, I, of course, I grew up with a cane pole. A lot of people had Snoopy poles and that sort of thing. And it was fun to sit and watch the, the cork go under, you know, and yank the big bluegill. But bass fishing... These days is a lot more proactive, and I'm sure your little guys have got all the good equipment and everything. What kind of process did you go through to get these guys start using? I assume they use bait casters. Yeah, they do. They um, they both. It was probably around seven years old when we just basically got out in the front yard and went through a lot of backlashes and a lot of lines. <laughs> but now it's second nature. Yeah. Well, well, Blake, are you are you pretty good with a bait caster? Um, I've been slacking for a little bit. I got I throw a few, but <laughs> overall, probably like like my dad says, to all his friends, I can probably out throw a thirty year old person or something. 
Well, that, that's a good deal. I'm sure you've made thousands and thousands of casts uh, there in the yard. I used to do the same thing. I'd take a coffee can and cast at it, you know, and got to where I, I was pretty accurate at putting a, like a spinner bait in a coffee can f- from different distances. But I never won any state championships. In fact, I never fished a tournament, and I've just never been a great uh, tournament fisherman. And I don't even follow adult tournaments too much, but I sure get excited about the kids' tournaments. Now, uh uh, Blake, you guys have gotten off to a good start this year. You had your first tournament was a Missouri Bass tournament, uh, and that was over at Lake of the Ozarks, I think, out of Shawnee Bend. How did you do at that tournament? Well, um, it was really tough for all the other teams. We had 14 pounds and 80. 0.8, 80 ounces or something? 0.81. 0.80. Um. And really, I mean, we were finding them windblown secondaries and we were tossing crankbaits and rock crawlers and anything really a red crankbait would catch them. Wow. Uh, did you win that tournament? Um, yes, sir, we did. First place. Uh, do you remember how many boats was in that tournament? Uh, I don't know. For the youth side, there's like five. And for the high school, there's like ten. Okay. So. Did you outfish the high school guys again? Yep. <laughs> I think he's a little bit afraid to brag on himself, but that's fabulous when you can outfish those uh, high school guys. You know, they're, they're really cool dudes. You know, but hey, you got to show them once in a while. They're they're not as cool as some of the little guys. So, man, congratulations! That that's a good start right out of the shoot to to win a tournament. But I, I know you guys have been sticking with it on the the tournament trail and been pretty busy so far this year, but you had a, a second tournament out of uh, Shawnee and that was the national youth fishing association. Uh, how'd that turn out for you, Blake? Well, really we had 22 pounds and 10 ounces. I mean, I mean, wow. we, we and that's had a, three how, over five. And yeah. How many fish is that? Like a, is that a five fish limit? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Five fish limit. So that's a little over a, a four pound, average uh sound like you guys did pretty good now, now i know a lot of bass fishermen don't like to get give up their secrets but what did you catch those fish on primarily well um you can tell them yeah, yeah I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to ask jack <laughs> you guys remember yeah um, yeah i think we caught them we caught them on uh, a double willow blade um, oh. Picasso spinnerbait. White. Yeah, like a white and chartreuse, and then we caught one on a six cents crush fifty five and like a chartreuse with a red. No, it was a. There was no chartreuse. It's an orange uh, craw color. Yeah, it was an orange oh, craw color. Orange craw color. That's always a good color to go with. So, how did you fare at that tournament? How'd you come out? We did second place and we figured out uh that the people that finished first place they um uh, i believe there's their uh it was 2784 i believe uh-huh and that's the biggest bag ever weighed in for a five fish limit on lake the ozarks in three years wow wow pretty good so you guys took second place at this tournament and how many boats in that tournament? Yes. How many boats in that tournament? Do you remember? Um, I think it was 113. It was 113, yeah, yeah. And you took second place? 
Did you guys get a million dollar check? No, but we, <laughs> I we got a, I believe we got a $1,200 check, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is great. I, I tell you, I, Rob, you're probably like me. I can't imagine having events like this uh, when we were their, their age. I probably would have become a pro- yeah. professional bass fisherman because I had a bayou that ran through our farm down in uh, Mississippi County. And when I was 10 years old, I was catching seven or eight-pound largemouth on, on a fly rod, you know, and uh, – Never dreamed about things like this uh, coming up, uh, you know, in the next few decades. But I'm tickled pink that these boys are getting to getting to fish these tournaments. Now, tell the where did they get their competitive spirit? They get that from you, Rob? <laughs> mm, yeah, I think so. Well, mom's pretty competitive too, though, so it's it's kind of a family family thing. Well, it sounds like y'all. I actually got it when I was doing smallmouth. I try to be competitive like them smallmouth when they're on the end of your line. Yeah, you, you bet you. Well, it sounds like y'all have a good time as as a family. Does does mom usually travel with you when you go to these tournaments? Well, yeah, majority of the time, but we fished a big bass bash one time, and that's the time where we were really roughing it and sleeping in the truck, so we couldn't bring another person. <laughs> she was probably glad to miss that one. Well, let's move on to your third tournament th- this year. I think that was over at Stockton Lake, and you had another second-place finish. Uh, tell me that story, guys. Well, um, it was a new lake, but well, we, ch- we kind of refigured them out twice. First, we we tried to flip them. We were flipping right next to a marina, right in a little, basically like a cove that goes through to docks, and we are flipping back there, and we, we were catching probably three pounders, like every probably 10 casts in practice. So, And then we came back there the next day, and then we couldn't catch them. Oh, you gave them all sore mouth the first day. But this was the Student Anglers Federation, is that correct? Yes, I believe so. And you took a second place. Uh, and notes I've got here said you had four fish that weighed nine point forty five. I th- I think. Do you remember how many boats was was in that tournament? I think there was uh, somewhere between five and ten boats. Five and ten boats. It, some of them seem to have a, an awful lot of participants, and some of them a little bit on the skinny side, it seems like. But I guess that's just part of it. Well, let's move on to your fourth tournament this year. It was down at uh, Table uh, Rock Lake, and again, that was the National Youth uh, uh, Fishermen's Association. And how did you fare down at Table Rock? Boy, that's a beautiful lake, and I'm sure you had to fish a l- little bit differently because it's a deep, clear lake. But tell me about how things went for you down at Table Rock. It went pretty good. We started we started by flipping some bushes, and we found a few back up in this spawning pocket that were up there uh, spawning. Oh, so we were able to we were able to flip in them with some jigs, and we were able to figure them out pretty quick. And then come tournament day, uh, we. We're struggling, and uh, we caught them all off beds on a Ned rig on tournament day. Ned rig. And you wound up with, what, 9.45 pounds, it looks like. That's what I've got in my notes. And uh, what place did you finish at Table Rock? I believe we finished 12th in that tournament. And how many boats again? This is a much larger tournament, I understand. Uh, I believe there was, I think, 
somewhere like over I think uh two hundred votes no. for the no, high no, no, no. Yeah. and then ninety for the uh, uh for the youth side. So ninety votes. So you guys took twelfth out of Ninety boats, but that is just incredible. Well, you got four tournaments un, uh, under your belt so far this year. Uh, what's coming up in the near future? Um, we have a tournament actually this weekend uh, for Mobass on on Saturday. Another one on Table Rock, so another one on Table Hopefully Rock. Hopefully, we can find well, I, I'd like to, boy, I wish you guys the best of luck. You, you sure got a great start this year. And you guys, are you leading in points right now in the MoBass tournaments? Yes, yes sir. I believe so. Boy, how does it feel to be sitting in first place? Does it make you nervous that somebody's going to catch up with you? A little bit, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are just, just pretty confident. Of course, I'd be confident, too, if I had just this much experience under my belt at uh, 10 and 14 years old. That's just pretty incredible. Well, I think you guys are just an awesome team. And don't forget, old Bill Cooper will probably be sitting at home. I may be on a Merrimack fishing this weekend, but I, I'll be rooting for you guys. And, man, uh, uh, I think you just got a great future ahead of you. You got the right attitude. Seem like y'all have a blast out there. I'm just a little bit envious, you know. I may have to borrow your dad some here, get him to take me and give me some bass fishing tips. Uh, you think he'd share any of his tips with me? I believe he would. <laughs> if we can find an open open weekend, we can probably or he can probably take you. Hey, hey, you guys sound like you're awfully busy. Well, Rob, uh, but I got to hand it to you. You got a couple of uh, fishermen uh, there that uh, I, I bet they give you a run for your money anymore. That true, Pop? Uh, yes, yes, that's very true. It's uh, I can't let my guard down one bit. <laughs> well they pay, they pay a lot of attention to everything that dad does I, I bet they do and i can just tell that you guys are just having a tremendous time out there and boy is it ever fun to watch a father and son's team like this and uh, i wish you guys the very best and i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me here uh folks this is a living dream outdoor podcast and this has been rob miser and his two sons jack and blake and they've just been ripping up the bass fishing tournaments this year and we wish them well but you know what they are really living the outdoor dream and i do too uh almost every day of my life but uh, uh folks the podcast uh i'm finishing up the um first quarter here of our year and uh, this podcast this is wednesday friday will be a podcast and after that i'm going to take just a two or three week break and got to take care of a little bit of medical stuff and going to do a little bit of reorganization but i'll be back in just a few weeks so don't give up on us and two do me a big favor do your best to live your outdoor dreams i'm bill cooper the living the dream outdoors podcast is brought to you by cowtown usa Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. 
At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.